the Dancepreneuring Studio, Session 32, Dance Day Lowdown. Hi there, and welcome to another session of the Dancepreneuring Studio. I'm so happy that you've joined me today. I'm Annette Bone, and the Dancepreneuring Studio is the place where dance inspires life and business. Every other week, I get the privilege of bringing you some of the best and creative minds who are connected to this beautiful art of dance. And we share stories, ideas, strategies, and tactics to help move your life and business forward. In our Step to Success segment this week, How to Make a Purple Cow. In our Dancer's Dialect segment, Don't Take Your Pencil Off the Paper. In our Freestyle Flow segment, What's in a Name? And last but not least, our feature presentation, Dance Day Lowdown. Here we go. Hi, this is Mike Kim from the Brand You Podcast as featured on Entrepreneur, and you are listening to a session of the Dancepreneuring Studio, where dance inspires life and business with your host, Annette Bone. It's profitable to be skillful and wise. Welcome to this week's Step to Success. A step to your success is anything that moves your life and business forward. Whether it's an app, a book, or an idea, you can apply something today that will help you succeed. Ever seen a purple cow? I have, and I'm looking at one right now as I'm talking to you. It's on the cover of a book. (laughs) Seth Godin's book, Free Prize Inside, How to Make a Purple Cow, is our step to success this week. And I love this book. This is an awesome book. And if you haven't read it, I highly encourage you to read it. You can find a link in the show notes at AnnetteBone.com forward slash 032. And this book focuses you, whether you're an entrepreneur, you work in a company, it helps you to uncover clever, insightful ideas that you can use to make your product, service, or organization remarkable. And the purple cow is the free prize that is that leads to other things that create more revenue within your company. And so he goes into guidelines about that, some misconceptions about research and development. And I love how he talks about how everyone should be involved in this process and that this is really easy to do. Of course, it takes work, but the concept is easy. It's just putting the work in. So I would recommend you read this book. I love how he talks about developing ideas, and I just love Seth Godin's work anyway. If you read any of his other books, you'll get a ton out of them. I want to end with this quote that I thought was really important. It's on page 39, and it says this, quote, you owe it to yourself to create something remarkable one day, end quote. I hope that you take that to heart and create something awesome. And now, Life and Business Connect with the Dancer's Dialect. The Dancer's Dialect is the dancer's language. I'm going to share dance terminology across different genres so you can see the correlations in your life and in your business. Do you remember in math class, specifically trigonometry and geometry, where you had to use a compass to make that quote-unquote perfect circle or using a protractor and making angles and measuring and formulas and everything needing to be precise and accurate. And then in contrast, in art class, did you ever do exercises where either you used one of those tools? I don't remember what it was called, but it makes all of these circles and curves and lines with 
something that's like a compass. And then also another exercise where you don't take your pencil off the paper and just draw whatever patterns come to mind. Well, this week's dancer's dialect has to do with the latter, with not taking your pencil off the paper. And that word is floor pattern. And I was thinking about this because in improv class recently, I did an exercise where I had to draw a pattern without thinking about it, without taking my pencil off the paper. So I had a blank piece of paper and what I was instructed to do was to write the directions of the stage. So if you're familiar with how staging works toward the audience is considered downstage and then toward the back is called upstage. And then to the right is stage right and to the left is stage left. I took a snapshot of the sheet that I did this floor pattern on so you can see what I'm talking about, how it's definitely not consistent. So it was a little difficult initially to really get it, to walk it. (laughs) And so I didn't really know where this exercise was going. So I, I did this pattern and it was kind, it was, it definitely wasn't straight all the way or curvy all the way. So it was a mixture of both. And so what I had to do after that was to walk that pattern. And I thought, oh gosh, I should have just written it like very simply. It should have been something very simple and sequential and it, <laughs> it wasn't. And so it took me several times to process that in my brain to get that floor pattern. And this, this floor pattern is used a lot in composing choreography and it's a great template, I think, to create, create for choreography and to create art and just to do a fun exercise. I think just even maybe using colors and it doesn't have to apply to dance or anything like that. It could apply to something else. And so I really enjoyed that exercise. And it also got me thinking about patterns and and setting things up for life and business. When you have a structure or a template or a pattern to follow, is it going to be perfect? No. But It's nice to have that structure in place where you can still have that creativity flourish. So floor patterns are not only important in choreography, but they are important in everything else. And now anything goes with freestyle flow. What's on your mind today, Annette? What's on my mind today? Hmm, what's not on my mind, right? (laughs) You know, women, we have everything on our mind 24-7. But actually, I've gotten a lot better about that, especially since I've started meditating. It has helped tremendously. I've talked a little bit about an app called Calm App in one of my previous podcast sessions. It's just been so huge for me to make meditation a regular practice in my day. And I do it morning and evening. And I just cannot recommend it enough, but that's another podcast. But what's on my mind today is this girl who calls herself Wild Style. (laughs) And Wild is spelled W-Y-L-D. Oh my goodness. This brings me to these names nowadays that people give their kids to all these interesting names. But you know, everybody has their own taste. But so this character Wild Style is in this movie called The Lego Movie. And don't you just like these kids movies nowadays? Not all of them, but how they cater to the adult sense of humor. I just this movie I've seen twice and it just cracks me up. So anyway, Wild Style, this girl who's I guess you would call a semi superhero 
the other Lego characters, when she tells them her name, she says, oh, you know, my name is Wildstyle. And they're like, oh, is, is that your DJ name? <laughs> and I just thought that was really funny. But toward the end, she said, she tells she tells uh, her, oh gosh, I don't even want to call him a love interest. It's a kid's movie. But she tells him, oh, my name is Lucy, not Wildstyle. And it got me thinking back to an experience. Oh gosh, this is kind of embarrassing, but I'll go ahead and share it with you. I went by a different name. I know celebrities do this all the time. They change their name to take on a different persona and to give a different image and that kind of thing. And and when I was, I guess, about sixth or seventh grade, I had a lot of pen pals all across the United States. I was living in, I had just moved to Guam that time. And I don't know how I got into this, but I got into pen pals. It was, we didn't have email. We didn't have the internet. So <laughs> we had just snail mail, US mail. So I got a ton of pen pals and we used to write back and forth to each other. I don't know about what. I know what well, part of it, I think it was when I was into the boy band Menudo, another story for another time. So with these pen pals, I at that time, you know, that age when you're a teen, when you're just getting to be a teenager, you kind of if you don't have a good sense of yourself, you are trying to figure things out. And so I adopted a different name and I don't know how I came up with this name, but I called myself Rhonda. Isn't that weird? Not that it's a weird name, but I'm like, how did I come up with the name Rhonda? I mean, <laughs> so this movie brought back memories of that. And I thought, you know what? Yeah, it's cool. If you want to go by a different name, people, modern, you know, people have names to create a certain stage presence or persona, or it gives them some kind of confidence. But at the same time, I think, you know what? Be proud of who you are and be authentic to who you are. And if your name is whatever it is, Bob, Kathy, whatever it is, I, it's still important. Everybody's name is important. So, and I thought that was kind of silly that I did that, but it was a phase, but <laughs> it was kind of embarrassing. And so this movie reminded me of that. I love the following quotes. Be yourself. Everyone else is already taken by Oscar Wilde. To be yourself in a world that is constantly trying to make you something else is the greatest accomplishment. Ralph Waldo Emerson. A girl should be two things, who and what she wants. Coco Chanel. And lastly, always be a first-rate version of yourself and not a second-rate version of someone else. By Judy Garland. Now that you're warmed up, get ready to go full out with our feature presentation. Dance Day Lowdown. Not Showdown, not Hoedown, but Lowdown. Yes, I'm going to give you seven things that I learned from my recent Dance Day experience at Boogie Zone Utopia in Torrance, California, where I go regularly to train. And I just absolutely love that place. It's a very nurturing, caring environment to learn dance. And there are dancers and ages of all levels and styles. And it's a great place. So if you're ever in the greater LA area, it's in the South Bay area, I would highly recommend that you check it out and um, take a class. I think you'll really, really like it. So dance day is something that's held, I think it's twice a year, I'm, I don't remember, but it is a day where there are classes in all different styles and levels back to back. And then there's a 
masterclass at the end of the night. So it is definitely an all-day event. It's so much fun. There's such high energy and great vibes and great people that attend. And it's interesting because I've gone to, I think I've gone to two so far. Um, The first one I went to about a year and a half ago, (laughs) it was when I first started back in dance and I thought, oh my goodness, I was so scared, but they were so welcoming and just answered my questions and just made me feel very, very at ease. And so I really appreciated that. And this year was different because I've been dancing for a little while now and still have a ways to go, but it was so much fun. And I was inspired again. I get inspired all over again when I go to these types of things. So let's get into the seven things that I took away from this dance day experience. Let's get the lowdown. Number one, uh, there is a concept that one of my teachers calls setting it up or set it up. And he is really great and intentional about making sure that you are properly preparing before you are doing an exercise or a set of choreography. And I think it's so common to rush through things, whether it's in a dance class or something else, we get so caught up in, oh, let's, we got to finish. And um, I just need to keep going. And, and of course that is true. We do need to finish and keep going, but there is magic that happens when you can stop for a moment and set it up. And so that's been really, really helpful. So I think that was a foreign concept to a lot of people that were taking his classes because he was very adamant about that and uh, very intentional about that. And they were just more concerned about maybe getting across the floor or just kind of getting through the movement. And so what I appreciate about him is he's always, he's always about excellence and intention. Number two is to encourage those around you. There were a number of people whose it was their first time even taking a dance class. And so I ran into a couple of these people. I tried to be as encouraging. I recommended some classes for them. And so I felt really good to be helpful because I had already been through that route. And so when people seem a little hesitant or, you know, they're new or or whatever, it's really good if you can encourage them because that'll make their day. And it was it was great to be able to do that. Number three is to prepare and take breaks when necessary. So dance day starts about two in the afternoon and goes to almost midnight. (laughs) So it's a long day. So you have to prepare and take breaks. And so this time I was definitely prepared. I knew when I was going to take a break, I brought stuff with me. And so I was able to decompress a little bit. And so that was really, really helpful because it, it, it does take a toll on your body. If you take multiple classes back to back, it's, it's quite, um, quite a toll, not only physically, but mentally and emotionally you give when you're dancing, you're, I would think that you would give all of it. I mean, I, I really strive to do that, to be really focused and to give everything I have. And so it takes a lot out of you. So prepare in anything, whether it's a long day working on your business or whatever it is, prepare and take breaks when necessary. Number four is to speak as clearly as possible. Stop muttering, respond appropriately, and be clear in all your communications. I say that because a lot of times in class, the teachers will ask, okay, do you have any questions? Do you want to go over that again? How many more times do you want to do the combo? And a lot of times the room is silent and there may be one or two people that speak out. You have this dumbfounded look on people's faces like they don't know how to talk. And I still don't get that. But, um, 
some classes more than others. There's other classes that are a little bit more interactive, but it got me thinking just about communication and just about how important it is to be clear in your communications and to respond. People are looking for responses. So respond and act and communicate appropriately, whether it's in a dance class or you're texting even or in emails. Communication isn't made to be a guessing game. Number five, be patient with yourself and be patient with others. When you're in a big crowd, it's really, and I can definitely speak from experience, I get a little antsy and claustrophobic when I'm in crowds. So (laughs) I've gotten a little better about it, but be patient with people. You know, everybody's trying to get to the same place. Everybody's trying to do the same thing. And so we need to be a little more patient and compassionate with ourselves and with others. And this is something I'm always constantly working on. Number six is to be aware of people's energy and don't be an energy vampire And don't hang around energy vampires. And what do I mean by an energy vampire? Someone that just sucks all the energy out of you. You only have a finite amount of energy and it is very tangible. I think it's really important to be aware of that. Not to be paranoid or fearful. That's not the point. It's just to be mindful of that and be mindful because if you're not at your best, then you can't be at your best for others. Number seven, take deep breaths. And this is something I've been working on quite a bit with some dance exercises that I'm doing, as well as with the meditation that I'm doing on a daily basis. And it has helped tremendously. I just cannot recommend it enough. I've linked an article that I think you'll find helpful in the show notes at AnnetteBone.com forward slash 032. And it's from Dr. Wheel about the art and science of breathing. And so he talks about breathing to reduce stress, breathing to get energized, and just all the benefits of breathing properly. And one thing I've had to concentrate on is breathing through or breathing to get air completely, not only in my diaphragm area, but also in the lower part of my abdomen. And that's been something I've had to really focus on, but I've, it's been huge, not only for staying calm and staying centered, but also in my dancing. And that has been made, just made a huge difference. So I can't recommend it enough. So again, the seven takeaways, the seven lessons learned, the seven dance day lowdown lessons, I guess you could call it. Number one, set it up. Set up whatever you need to to prepare so that you can progress. Number two, encourage those around you. Number three, prepare and take breaks when necessary. Number four, speak as clearly as possible. Stop muttering, respond appropriately, be clear in all your communications, whether it's texting, emails, phone calls, meetings, and know that communication isn't made to be a guessing game. Number five, be patient with yourself and be patient with others. Number six, be aware of people's energy. Don't be an energy vampire and don't hang around them. Be an energy giver. And number seven, take deep breaths. Ah, right? Oh, just thinking about taking deep breaths makes me happy. Okay. So anyway, <laughs> I would love to hear from you on what you found helpful, what you have implemented or will implement in one of these seven takeaways. And you can go to annettebone.com forward slash 032, where you'll also find the show notes to this session. I would consider it a great honor if you would go to iTunes or Stitcher Radio and rate, subscribe, and give me a review. And that way I can continue improving the podcast as well as give you a shout out on a future session of the Dancepreneur Studio. Until next time, I pray that you have an exceptional week and more blessings than you can imagine. I look forward to talking with you soon. Thank 
you for listening. This has been a session of the Dancepreneuring Studio. Find the archives of this show at annettebone.com slash podcast or on iTunes. Contact Annette at annettebone.com. This podcast copyright by annettebone.com and dancepreneuring.com. All rights reserved. The Dancepreneuring Studio is the place where dance inspires life and business.